Hello, everyone. It's your favorite host, Jay, here with the Over Manga Cast. That time we woke up in a podcast and had to explain manga. Our heated adventures over analyzing manga we find interesting. On this episode, we're joining us again, reading more Dr. Stone, this time chapters 13 to 33. If you like hot people doing hot things, tune in. Dr. Stone, Stone, calling Dr. Stone, Dr. Stone, Dr. Stone, wake up now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Overmanga Cast. My name is Sam, and as always, here at the top of the show, we talk about our familiarity with the franchise that we read this week. Uh, gonna be honest, did not consume much Dr. Stone beyond last time, uh, despite the fact that I did quite enjoy it. Uh, the usual thing happened where I enjoyed the thing, and then other things happened, so I didn't get to the other thing I like. Uh, I understand that has not been the case for my co-hosts. Uh, Jacob, how about you? Yeah, actually, uh, perhaps to the shock of everybody, I have consumed a little bit more Dr. Stone. It was in part because I was curious on whether or not the story was going in a specific direction. I didn't think it would be going there. I read a little bit ahead of our assigned reading last time. And then because we left on quite the big cliffhanger uh, last time. But the main character being dead. Yeah, I, I, I read the like two chapters that are like, okay, are they really killing off the the face of the series that's on the cover of the manga? Um, and then uh, after we uh, recorded the episode uh, in the uh, preceding days, I read a couple of chapters uh, into the next bit. Uh, not super far, but, you know. Uh, Jay, how about you? Sure. So um, from the time of our first reading, I did honor a commitment that I had made to myself to actually explore Dr. Stone in greater depth. I really liked um, the art, the storyline, the characters. So I did actually start watching the anime. And um, (laughs) from watching the anime, I read um, or I watched pretty much uh, caught up with our reading. So uh, yeah, that kind of parallel happened. All right. And Matt, I believe you've already read the entire series, correct? Yeah, I, I forget if it had finished by when we were doing the last episode, but uh, I, I have read the entirety of it. Excellent. So uh, we pick up where we left off last time with Senku, as uh, stated earlier, being dead forever <laughs> and ever and ever. So, of course, where better to start than with a flashback of how our dear boy genius uh, first awoke in the stone world and started playing Minecraft. I mean, yeah, kind of. Actually, I hadn't thought about it that way. <laughs> I'm poisoned by modern uh, video game culture. <laughs> he actually just does some survival things, which coincidentally involves getting stone tools. Yes. And killing a deer. Mm-hmm. He very much impresses some monkeys. Hey. Those monkeys sure are confused by why he's uh, wearing himself out, rubbing some uh, sticks together. Until with the power of a bow, he uh, goes and makes fire, beginning his ascendancy towards a science god. And the uh, smooth and shiny monkey acquires various tools uh, to fill up his quest tracker. I like the monkey who's just like, oh no, my monkey girlfriend is way too interested into this guy drawn by Boichi. And I'm like, yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think he can draw ugly people. 
I, yeah. I, I really objectively, yes. This manga attempts to show ugly people. It fails. And they're still hot. There's a bit later that had me absolutely in stitches. But I mean, we'll that's quite the affliction to have. I, I, I can't draw ugly people. I, I don't. <laughs> I just can't. You're just going to have to imagine this character isn't devastatingly attractive. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's a really good quote from like a hentai artist one time and people were like, hey, why don't you draw like a variety of body types? It's like, I literally only draw things I'm attracted to. That's what I want to do with my life. Do what you want to do with yours. And I'm like, I can't argue that point, buddy. I appreciate yeah. that. That's actually kind of fair. <laughs> it is. But yeah, this uh, this whole bit. Um, Senku is narrating to the monkeys. I I was convinced he was going to become the monkey's god. <laughs> yes, I was waiting for that segment of Family Guy where he's like, they have made me their king. <laughs> Only he would have had a very different outcome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, Senku declares at the end of this, uh, after uh, acquiring clothes, a uh, signifier of humanity that he is, in fact, a human, not a shiny mm-hmm. monkey. Are we sure, though? Eh, debatable. I like the little aside flashback that happens later where Senku's just like, hey, I haven't seen those monkeys in a while. I wonder if there's some predators around here. And then it cuts to the lions that had escaped from the... <laughs> they just lived there. They had moved into the area from the first arc. And it's just like, oh, those monkeys mm-hmm. were eaten by the lions. Well, oh, rip and dip monkeys. <laughs> Such is life. That is the way of nature. Mother Nature is a cruel mistress as we... Uh, as we find out over the course of all this. Mm-hmm. I really like uh, the next bit of Senku's flashback, which is him finding Taiju. Yeah, he finds uh, the petrified Taiju. And this this just goes to show why I love Senku so much as a character, because in any other series, he would be the villain. <laughs> in this series, he's, <laughs> in this series, he's still kind of a villain. But despite being like the cold, ruthless science overlord that he absolutely is, he, he does have a heart. He understands friendship. And the the one like half panel of the kind of relieved expression on his face to find Taiju's uh, statue still whole after all this time, it, it just goes to, uh, to then immediately cut to his smug expression of, yes, manpower. Yeah, no, I, he operates on very brutal logic, but he doesn't do it because he's heartless. He does it because he is he is a genuine pragmatist. You know, he's not like mm-hmm. he's not like Rick from Rick and Morty, who is just a <laughs> bag who doesn't care about people or at least pretends he doesn't. He acknowledges that he cares about people. But there's also, you know, the factors of uh, survival doesn't really care about your feelings and mm-hmm. having the strength of his he knows incredibly strong friend helping everybody out is sort of the priority here. He had his moment of relief and now it's time to get to work. Senku's main thing is he knows he knows better than everybody and the world becomes a lot easier once you stop fighting him on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Senku is what Char Aznable thinks he is. Look, Sa- Senku... <laughs> is able to be in a hero in a series where the villain is a group of like genocidal Luddites powered on teen Cosmo and locker room fumes. Like <laughs> you are a hundred percent exactly right. <laughs> oh God. That is, that is just Sukasa and his goons. <laughs> we, uh, but uh, Senku continues his experiments in uh, revivification 
And that dovetails nicely into back at the present day where Senku appears to be dead at the hands of Tsukasa. But uh, as we all know, he is not because the series would just be over. (laughs) Well, not necessarily, because a part of me was wondering if uh, they were going to have a thing where like Senku from here on is only ever like seen in flashbacks of like things that he told uh, his friends and then them trying to figure out the the scientific method on their own. Yeah, Sam, mm-hmm. like I, I don't understand why you think that couldn't have been the case. You love Gurren Lagann. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You got me there. In all honesty, I think a big part of the reason why I didn't fall for this and this isn't Gurren Lagann and uh, it's not like setting up the characters that way because our three mains are all pretty emotionally healthy and and like fully realized people in a lot of ways. And like mm-hmm. killing off Senku like that would be very shocking and bold and not necessarily a bad thing, but it didn't feel like that's where it was going. So the fact that he's fine was not the least bit shocking to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, uh, Senku is revived thanks to the bit of petrification on his neck. And we learned that undoing the petrification has a kind of miraculous healing property to it. Yes. Further increasing my questions on what the hell this petrification is. Maybe we'll find out. We see uh, we see Senku's theories of uh, aliens, uh, a rogue nation or some kind of disease. Mm hmm. It is almost surely not a disease considering that flash of light, but OK. Could be a the disease is made of metal and flashes in the i don't know <laughs> it, the flash of light could have been an initial like bomb setting off the disease or something well, that, that's option two <laughs> true i like uh how senku's whole thing is just like wait how, how the, come the nitric acid didn't just work on taiju alone and he's just like that's what knocked me out of my shell he's like oh wait no dummy I've got a super genius mind that's been going nonstop for 3000 years. I eventually burned through the calories that were keeping my body in stasis. And I'm like, okay, Dr. Stone makes some <laughs> sense. I mean, I remember a while ago, I read an article about how many calories specifically your nervous system takes up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It sounds like bullshit, but not entirely bullshit is what I'm saying. My boy Senku did not sleep, did not falter for 3,000 years counting time. Yes. And that burned through the caloric density of stone. Apparently reconverting the stone back into flesh, because again, the petrified humans are stone all the way down. Except the neurons can still fight. Look, look it's it's Thinking so hard, guys. In a very scientific manga, it is some magic bullshit to make the plot happen i'm just gonna let it go <laughs> a lot of the science in dr stone is magic bullshit to make the plot happen yes yeah. as we see senku notably untalented in like manual things and physically unprepared builds some pulleys in like two seconds <laughs> yeah, the, uh, yeah one of the one of the cool elements of dr stone is the fact that um uh, there's a very notable sense of progression where, in all honesty, a lot of other shonen series would jump straight towards like certain areas of progress, whereas Dr. Stone will, you know, it's like, no, wait, you can't, you know, you can't go to this step without doing this first. That said, though, it does, you know, like they do happen to have everything they need within within a couple minutes walk. Oh, don't get me started on like. Oh man, we could completely rebuild society from the ground up in like a matter of years. 
as long as we just had unlimited human manpower and didn't have to worry about quality and purity of ingredients. Yeah, yeah. quality and purity of ingredients is something that Dr. Stone <laughs> summarily ignores. So yes. it's like, you know, it has that sort of edutainment feel. These are real concepts. They're just being done in... Mm-hmm. In an expedited way to keep the drama going. They're being done in like science, uh, high school science class homework levels of like, calculate the speed of the cow assuming the cow is a sphere mm-hmm. yeah no errors <laughs> exactly if we actually needed to like do half the shit in this <laughs> look that's i just want my moment in the sun whenever someone goes like well if i went back in time i'd be able to just take over everything i'm like no you wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> you are not considering literally the mountain of things that is stopping an average person from doing it mm-hmm what, you're telling me you don't have a convenient pool of sulfuric acid in a half a day's walk? Well, technically, that was a volcanic crater. <laughs> anyway, uh, we do have uh, a, a bit of a uh, plot development here as um, Senku determines that he needs to remain dead in Sukasa's eyes. So uh, he separates from Taiju and Yuzuria. Uh, sending them back to uh, Sukasa's empire as spies to pretend that Senku was slain. Well, Senku will go off and find the strange group that was putting up the smoke signals. Conveniently for this task, a member of said group happens to be engaging in brutal combat with Sukasa as we speak. <laughs> oh, how about that? <laughs> Yes, uh, this is where we are introduced to Kohaku uh, as she walks up to Sukasa, who's standing there being all mountain man. It looks like she is coming in peace as she has a bouquet of various flowers and whatnot, only to produce knives and engage in battle. Glorious. I love my girl. <laughs> Kohaku is pretty top tier. <laughs> meanwhile, Sukasa just casually blocking all of her attacks with his like stone sword, just like, you know, this is a very rude way to introduce yourself. I don't want to talk to you. You murdered that gentleman sorcerer. Y- you mean Senku? Uh, and uh, we we get uh, we get the uh, uh, let's get some anime superpowers. She has twenty one point eight eyesight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. She has very very good eyesight. We got it. That is beyond the capability of the physiology of the human eye. But welcome to manga. Welcome It'll to la- every manga ever. Wow, look at Jacob not accounting for three thousand seven hundred years of human evolution in rocks. Yes. Shut up. <laughs> uh, but um, she witnessed all of the drama from last time and has decided that now Sukasa must die. Unfortunately, because he is just as bullshit as Senku, uh, he ends up. Well, let's face it. Everybody is as bullshit as each other, just in different ways. Yes, mm-hmm. it's, it's quite the, the battle of personalities here and egos. So many egos. Sukasa is under the impression that she's another revived uh, human from the stone. But the way she's talking, talking about Senku being a sorcerer, his black powder attack being magic, calling the explosion the mountain's rage is like, wait a minute, you're you're not from the 2000s, are you? Wait, how many generations removed are you? She is, in fact, a child of this stone world. But before uh, any more information about that can be uh, gathered from her, Sukasa tosses her away and cuts through a whole ass with one swing. Yep. <laughs> because Dr. Stone. <laughs> because I'm done with this bit. It's the fact 
He just cuts through it with his sword. No, let's go back to complaining about the eyesight. That's that's really the, the unbelievable part of this. But again, because everything happens within five minutes of each other, Sukasa or uh, Senku sees the collapsing tree and goes and finds the trap, the girl trapped underneath. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, fortunately, she can move her internal organs, so the tree didn't do any permanent damage. Nah, her abs shielded. <laughs> <laughs> and this girl has some abs. Honestly, I believe that. It's Dr. Stone. Yes. I think it actually was that she like fell into a crevasse that kept it from actually fully yeah, smushing Yeah, it was like her. a little divot, divot that yeah. she landed in. The conveniently placed crevice that's five <laughs> minutes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm mocking this, but I love it. You see, before yeah. modern transportation, people had to pick enemies that were much closer. <laughs> <laughs> now we can hate people all across the planet. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, like the Welsh. You know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and either way, Senku does some quick maths and uh, creates a pulley system to raise up the tree and uh, free uh, Kohaku from, this, from the crevice. And as is the rule of the jungle, she must now wed him. <laughs> or bed him. The language is unclear. Neither are really. Senku is not into either. <laughs> yep. The only thing that can get his jimmies rustled is science. Get excited. He gets asked later on, what kind, what type of girl do you like? He's like the type of girl that can pump huge amounts of oxygen into an iron forge. <laughs> so hot. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I'm just saying this. You could probably get Senku like into it by just going like, hey, what do you know about biology? Nah. <laughs> We can do a science experiment. There's no experiment. Everything about human reproduction has been detailed. (laughs) Shut up, Senku. You're ruining this. Actually, Senku not knowing where babies come from would be hilarious. That would be funny. (laughs) Ew, gross. There's a penis on this picture. (laughs) Uh, But out of gratitude for uh, saving her life, uh, Kohaku brings... Senku back to her village. She's also she's also heading back to her village with hot spring water uh, because uh, she mentions her sister being sick. Senku helps out with that because, I mean, why not? He need, he wants to find people. So that uh, it is both beneficial to uh, Kohaku and to himself. So he wants to find people to exploit their labor. I mean, add them to his kingdom of science. No, he, <laughs> he also means exploit their labor. <laughs> yeah. yes. He's very upfront about that. <laughs> Which he gets some black about like consistently it's like you can't but yes well i'm not doing it <laughs> i mean he does he does participate more people need to tell senku no is really the <laughs> <laughs> senku's like look i would do this all myself if i could but i'm a reedy nerd i mean i need more gorillas like you <laughs> yes he is aware of his capabilities i appreciate that he's he starts off calling her a lioness which i i sort of like that's a compliment better than gorilla <laughs> yeah and then and then they proceed to start calling her gorilla and i feel bad <laughs> lioness at least feels apt yeah uh, well you gotta remember they're in a situation where lions are their active predator so it's mm, true it's much less complimentary yeah that's a fair point but i mean she is pretty predatory. And does yes. beat up all the men. So she knows what she wants. Yes. And it's not Senku. 
She fervently says all the time that she hates this man. But yet she's willing to go and do anything for him. And did we go into why that is? I can't imagine. It's because he's he's sleazy, but at least he's honest about it. <laughs> yeah, he shows his hand. I appreciate guys who do that. Uh, but uh, arriving at the village, we are introduced to uh, a, a real bevy of characters, uh, including the guards, uh, Kinro and Ginro, and the best boy in the entire manga. I will not be uh, I will not be taking questions right now. Chrome is the best. <laughs> I love this man. He's a uh, bad sorcerer. Yes. Uh, he's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Because uh, uh, Senku is not going to be allowed in because no outsiders in the village. Because as far as they're aware, any humans outside the village are, are criminals. They exiled. Uh, or, so- or their progeny. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, because they're pretty sure they're the only humans. Yeah, and uh, Kinro is fairly lackadaisical, but Kinro is uh, a huge stickler for the rules and will not allow uh, <laughs> Senku to pass. Kinro Less- rules are rules. I'd mm-hmm. say his last name next, but uh, he doesn't have one. Uh, they don't do that here. I like the moment of Senku going like, wait, oh, these are a completely primitive tribe of humans. I could be a god of science. <laughs> <laughs> Which he says out loud and Kohaku calls him out on it. Senku, two steps back, buddy. You're, <laughs> you're the protagonist. Stop stop being a villain. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to make sure these savages understand my power. Uh, Senku, please. <laughs> Chrome almost immediately impresses Senku by... Uh, uh, understanding how the soap works, uh, like he's mm-hmm. able to, uh, uh, he's able to uh, identify some of the components to make soap, and he unleashes his bad sorcery, the Rainbow Bridge, where he manipulates fire, causing various uh, supernatural colors. You you just threw like some salt, some copper, some sulfur. You just changed the color of the fire by tossing things in. Hmm. 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 Oh, he knew. How do you know? Ah, uh, the expression. <laughs> That's one of the better ones. I love it. Eyes popping, jaw dropped, nose running. <laughs> He's so wigged out. Uh, so, so he must use his magical electrical powers. Oh yeah, sulfur ball. Nice uh, static electricity. Hey, did you know that if you use leather, it's way more powerful? Check out what my science flag can do. <laughs> <laughs> He goes freaking Super Saiyan. Uh, throughout this uh, science battle, as Jake alluded to, Chrome does uh, impress Senku enough that he's like, you know what? You and me, we're going to be great friends. You've got the inquisitive mind of a scientist. So you're going to become my apprentice. No, you're going to become my apprentice. I'm going to beat you in math. Okay, I'm your apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> there is a really cool moment where as, um, you know, as, as all the shenanigans are going on, uh, Senku just sort of has, has this moment of, uh, Tsukasa, you can't win. People are always going to be curious and, and you know, try to learn things. No matter how much you try to stamp it out, you know, it's really just a matter of, are, you know, how far are you going to set back the progress that will inevitably happen? Because there's always going to be people like me and people like Chrome. Mm-hmm. In fact, Chrome only just um, really solidifies that point. Because the thing that made Chrome a great uh, sorcerer was that he was curious enough to go out and find different rocks and slam them together and find out what they do. 
Yeah. And when he discovered seemingly mystical effects from them, he began testing everything, creating potions and poultices and wacky acts of magic. And Senku's like, this is all really cool. You're doing a great job. Now, let's turn it into industry. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing something for the love of discovery? No, let's monetize it. (laughs) (laughs) I may be a scientist, but I worship the god of capitalism. (laughs) Uh, To be fair, I think Senku does have some of the genuine joy of discovery as well. It's just he's also very goal-oriented, and he knows what he wants. Senku is very big on, uh, hey, you know, current modern society, I love everything about it. No changes. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, there's a metaphor in here somewhere. He proceeds to make a gold spear. (laughs) (laughs) What's that for? It's dumb and worthless, but I guess it's good for you, loser. Because his name means gold, I think. It yeah, means Kiro. gold, like gold wolf or something. He's like, ha, huh, this would be really nice because, you know, it matches your name. I don't want it. OK, but, whatever. Okay I, OK, I guess I'll just take it away then. Actually, you know what? A nice, nice spear. I need this to stab people with like you, you, you weird outsider sorcerer. Yeah. I love how Senku points out as the spear is like still molding on. He's just like. Don't breathe that in. You'll die instantly. And I'm like, so it's more effective as a weapon before you're finished with it. (laughs) They don't know that. They don't put two and two together. They just think it looks cool. He's telling you it's for. Well, Senku uh, really likes using these spears for his uh, various manipulative arts. Well, because he also very loudly proclaims that they're motivated by very basic things as he as seems to be the trend in this series. You just like, oh, what do they want? Oh, something so basic that we could use this to manipulate them to do our bidding. Yes. Oh, hold on. I got to instill myself <laughs> into this village as some kind of god sorcerer. I will grant the people their wishes. Go find their wishes for me. They want boyfriends. God damn it. (laughs) I can't make those with science. (laughs) Not yet, anyway. Not yet. Wait until he has cloning available. As established earlier, I don't know what biology is. (laughs) (laughs) We're still like 50 chapters off automata at least. 49 at the most. You, you, small child wearing a watermelon rind, go find out more things that these villagers like. Uh, Sweek is also pretty great. It's yeah. innocent and must be protected at all costs. <laughs> She's a small bean. She does not like to show people her face, so she wears a watermelon rind on her head. But uh, uh, we've not quite met her yet because uh, uh, the the sort of like big uh, plot line through line of this uh, section is uh, uh, Kahaku's uh, sister. Ruri uh, is uh, potentially fatally sick. She's got anime dying to death disease. It, it, yeah, it is 100 percent that. So uh, to ingratiate himself to the village because uh, Rui is a rather important figure in the village. He's going to cure her it, not to preserve a human life because he's got 40 others that are just as good. Um, no, it's specifically to ingratiate himself to the village because mm-hmm. Senju is a pragmatist. Okay, sure. I could save your shamaness, an important religious figure in your community, uh, in order to preserve this unique subsect of civilization born in this uh, new world. Or I could do it to make you all love me so that I have 40 new laborers on my new primitive power plant. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) 
That's uh, that's SendQ for you. Okay, so here is our scientific roadmap on how we're going to make antibiotics. <laughs> we don't have any penicillin, so instead we're going to use rocks. Do we have any magnets? What's a magnet? <laughs> how do those work? <laughs> What's a magnet? All I've got is this weird rock that points north. Perfect. Let's go to the river. Who who wants a who wants a bikini scene? Well, don't ask a scientist. They be lying and shit. <laughs> But yes, I do want a bikini scene. <laughs> Perfect. We need to go to the river in order to get some iron sand. So uh, uh, he, he's telling uh, Kohaku and Chrome about the the world that once was. There's a cool mm-hmm. bit where where Chrome is uh, uh, shedding tears over, you know, all that humanity had built uh, getting taken away. Mm-hmm. It's a very touching scene. It, it really this is part of the reason why I love Chrome. He. He, like he acts like this uh, surfer dude goober, but he's got a genuine uh, curiosity and and this love of science in him. And so, hearing about the scientific glories of man being torn away, it hurts him. I also like how Senku like genuinely respects Chrome because you get that line from him of just like, "Hey, don't worry, all of it's not lost forever. It exists in here." And then he points at his own head, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's a very Senku answer." But it also exists in here, and then he points at Chrome's heart, and I'm like, "Senku, that that's so out of character for you, unless you were viewing this person as a human being, which you don't do normally." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's another scientist, so so Senku respects him. <laughs> uh, Senku uh, wonders how they uh, know which way north is. Uh, he, he mentions the North Star pointing north and they uh, tell him that's that's actually not quite uh, north. And he realizes time so much time has passed that the natural tilt of uh, the Earth's axis is moved noticeably. He makes pretty overt mistakes like he comically beats up himself. Bit, oh, scientists would, you know, weep at me making such an obvious like, no, of course, you didn't mm. think of that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what keeps Senku from. Or it lets him very carefully toe the line of magical genius territory. Yeah. Because he's not a magical genius, but he is an unreasonable polymath. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a encyclopedic knowledge of way too many things. (laughs) Which kind of sort of gets explained at this point. Kind of. Mm -hmm. Not really. (laughs) A little bit, maybe. There's an explanation. It's not a very satisfying it's, one. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now we have iron dust and a and bikini yes. scene. That's important, too. Don't think Dr. Stone is above bikini scenes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is this is the point where we uh, uh, where we meet Suika. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. because she she wants to help, too. She wants to be useful. She is. Yeah. She is small child. She wear watermelon rind on head. Because she does because not want she's people. A no, yes. because her face is so ugly. She doesn't want people looking at it. We'll delve deep into why she feels that way. <laughs> well, because it is objectively true, but the it's not really her fault. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. The other <laughs> there's other another really cool moment in this uh, uh, section in the river. I'm so glad so much of the plot happens in the bikini scene. I'm not complaining. Oh yes, yeah. We we got uh, we got all the characters out here uh, being. Being buff in their swimsuits. Um, but yeah, the uh, 
It is sort of a cool moment because um, Senku has been making references to modern media like uh, Monster Hunter and such. And obviously nobody knows what he's talking about. But um, at one point, uh, Chrome mentions when uh, Suika is traveling down the river, floating upside down with her watermelon rind. uh, He asks, are you Momotaro or what? It was a really cool moment because I was kind of proud that I actually knew that Japanese fable. Uh, so I didn't really think about it, but then there's the, the beat from Senku as he realizes, wait a minute, you don't know know? what Monster Hunter is, but you know what Momotaro is? That does not make sense. And, uh, he finds that, um, uh, the shamaness's job, one of the shamaness's jobs is to, uh, keep the stories, including, uh, a, a story, a, uh, a little bit of a fist of the North star version of uh, Momotaro. <laughs> Momotaro, except it's Hakuta no Ken. What's <laughs> <laughs> all the animal companions you have are like vicious beasts that live in the dangerous forest. And I'm like, yeah, cause they had to adapt. I mean, obviously, <laughs> but it's, a, it's you get the same gist, the same story. It's the same story. <laughs> <laughs> the adapted version. Yes. And uh, Senku is like, suddenly my interest in Ruri has been peaked. Ooh. <laughs> now I'm determined to save her out of my scientific curiosity and not just my need to exploit your labor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of exploiting labor. Uh, with the advent of their iron dust, they now need to forge iron. However, the problem is the way Senku knows how to do that, that is reasonable for what they have, is um, operating a bellows for 12 hours a day. <laughs> yeah. Which um, is untenable for volunteers. So he needs to find a way to pay them. <laughs> especially <laughs> especially for uh, the our poor tiny bean. <laughs> so yep. he gets hatched out really fast. Yeah, and yeah, she's allowed to, you know, kind of take a break when she needs to because he's not stooping that low to endorse child labor. <laughs> and Senku himself, who appears to be ascending to, <laughs> to godhood with the effort he's putting in, beams of light shooting from his eyes. <laughs> and like, the problem is, Senku's not doing this. Senku. He's working hard on the bellows and does not last any amount of time because Senku's smart. He not he not tough. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he comes up with a genius idea, which kind of weird. Uh, He invents ramen because (laughs) they have foxtail grass that grows wildly. Well, first they send Suika in as the great detective to find out what the villagers want so that mm-hmm. he can he can learn their desires and therefore exploit them. To sell back to them, to work in his factory like we a need, capitalist. We need <laughs> sciency baits. And I love how Chrome has completely has completely bought into this. He's just as conniving as Senku now. Yeah, a true and proper apprentice. To be fair, Chrome started out conniving. He was convincing people he had magic powers. <laughs> yep. Well, all right. So, Great Detective Suika, what did you find out? A lot of people. A lot of people were concerned with food. Yes, uh, the bigger concern was food, and uh, this is a village that subsists mostly off of fishing. So, fish has become kind of bland for most of them. And so, Senku's like, "All right, we're making ramen," and. Uh, we begin the food wars section of our uh, of our reading. Mm-hmm. 
This is honestly probably the most uh, the most uh, genuine version of the as it turns out, everything was nearby. (laughs) This one would Mm -hmm. actually probably work. I don't know. There's something in me that reading this section and just going like, yep, I'm sure a society that existed for at the very least multiple generations never thought to combine grain and a soup base. <laughs> yeah, they, li- they literally just ate raw fish, I'm assuming, for however long they've it was existed. Grilled. It was grilled. Oh, I'm sorry. They've invented grilling technology. <laughs> grilling technology? You mean literally just exposing it to flame? I'm I'm kind of commenting. It's a little insane how how yeah. unadvanced these people are. Yeah, yeah. We actually we never did actually get the answer from Sukasa of how many generations removed they are. They they must descend from at least some revived people because they have some access to uh, yeah prior the, knowledge. Well, that, prior that's knowledge. what Senku wants to talk to Rory about. That's why he's so gung ho on getting her healthy again. Is she would know. She is the source of information, but currently the village mm-hmm. is kind of absent of that because she's been sick. Yeah. And he can't get in there to apply his uh, his extreme scientific knowledge to her, you know, word of mouth, storytelling, information keeping because no outsiders. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's got to go the old fashioned way and just bribe the hell out of everyone. Mm-hmm. They don't trust his weird science or his sexual healing. <laughs> but man, what smells so good? They they make a literal ramen cart. Kind of adorable. <laughs> where, where, where did you find half of the materials for this one? The ramen, the ramen is kind of believable, but the ramen cart is just comical. Are we gonna skip over the fact you invented wheels? he literally reinvented the wheel it's crazy i actually just noticed i think those are the pulley wheels yeah he does reuse his stuff yeah Mm -hmm. that is actually kind of a cool uh through line that we get uh by the end of this section where uh there are a lot of cases where whereas by the end of it they're piggybacking off of uh like other inventions that they've done to like advance even farther even faster which is it's a sort of accurate representation of how technology works, where as it builds on itself, it grows exponentially. Mm-hmm. I, I do really like the uh, <laughs> the moment where uh, all of the villagers are like, whoa, this is so delicious. Th- this is such a new flavor. Wow. And then Senku eats it and he's like, uh, <laughs> I remember gourmet ramen from back, from back then. <laughs> this is so pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually kind of bad. <laughs> It's not even average. It's kind of bad. Ah, uh, I don't know. It's pretty good. Now, mm-hmm. if only it could go with some cola. Huh? Cola? <laughs> you there. Who are you that knows the secret majesty of the cola? <laughs> yeah, we get we get uh, Kohaku and uh, our two guard uh, spear wielding guard friends. uh uh Ginro and Kinro uh, all posed up like Jojo's characters with blades. <laughs> at his throat mm-hmm. yes i i love the concept that they these two village guards needed senku to inform them that this person was an outsider <laughs> there are 40 people in this village it's just weird how they treated senku they're just completely fine with him being in the back because this boy walked up and got served at the noodle cart mm-hmm. all of this happened in the background. 
to set up this scene. Just the there's a yeah, there's a there's a bit of a tacit. Uh, oh, I snuck a bowl. How everyone was looking at the ramen cart. <laughs> Uh-huh. I suppose I suppose I'm the, an illusionist. Yeah, I was going to say, I suppose the excuse there is that he's a magician. But like, come on. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure Kinoru and Ginro were squabbling over the spears at that point because uh, Kinoru refuses to admit that he loves the gold spear. And Kinoru's like, I want a silver spear. Give me a shiny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I do like the like three way cross blades all to his face within seconds. Mm-hmm. And the incredibly extra posing. The incredibly extra posing that causes Kohaku's skirt to just work overtime. Yes. <laughs> and if that, it's not her skirt, it's her leg. <laughs> yep. That that skirt is it, it needs a it raise. It is an MVP. Just covers you just the right way. Yeah. No, 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 no. It doesn't need a raise. It uh that's the reason why it works. It's raising <laughs> it up on its own, Sam. <laughs> But yeah, we get um, uh, a foreshadowed character, as I mentioned last time, uh, Gen, because he showed up when they were mentioning um, reverse psychology, I think was the exact thing. And they showed his book, which is then brought up again in this like, wait, I recognize that name from somewhere. Oh, right. Our manga. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, we meet Gen Asagiri, who. Okay. So one of the distinct features of the people revived from stone is they have these weird fracture scars on their bodies that always happen to be like symmetrical or like aesthetically placed. Like it doesn't deform anybody. It just looks cool. That's how Senku has the weird eyebrows. Of course, because we're incapable of drawing hot, uh, people who aren't hot. Gen's weird fracture scar goes down from his like left eye hooks back, hooks forward, and then down his jaw. It literally gives him a second mouth because he is two-faced. Yeah. Why so serious? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not mad at the character design. It's very good character design. And it's just the fact that it took me so long to recognize it. Also, the two-faced scar is on the side of his uh, face. He's also got two-toned hair, light and dark, swept off to one side. And the second mouth is on the dark side. (laughs) Uh, Metaphors. Again, very good character design. I'm mad at myself that I didn't notice it sooner. (laughs) (laughs) But um, Gen is here on business, which we'll, you know, we'll get into. Let's take a little ramen break. Then, uh, you know, go and get yourself a cola. Indeed. We'll be right back, folks. Now that we've got our cola, uh, we are officially uh, we are officially everything Gen Asagiri wants right now. Not everything. <laughs> nah, we don't have enough cute girls. We need a, we need a plethora. This guy uh, is a degenerate. How did Chewbacca convince you to join his side? Oh, by the way, I'm on his side. Uh, he told me he will revive a bunch of cute honeys for me. And I was sold. <laughs> But then I saw you invented ramen and I'm like, I really love modern conveniences. So 
So you're going to so so convince me not to uh, tell him you're alive, though. I got to say, as the like the negotiation is going on, Gen is talking about like, you know, like, like he's comparing uh, what the two have to offer. And there's a bit where he talks about how it's like, regardless of what you had to offer, I wasn't super keen on joining your side because I don't think that you can win. Uh, but now that iron weapons are in play, uh, maybe the tide will turn. And there's an image of uh, Chrome, Senku, Kohaku, and uh, Kinro uh, with swords and guns and spears and armor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your eye is immediately drawn to Kahaku and Senku in the center. And I see uh, armor bikini, or I guess we're doing this now. And of course, uh, Senku's in like full plate. But then I look slightly to the right at Kinro. And uh, you know what, Dr. Stone, uh, you've earned my respect. You've got one of the male characters in uh, what's functionally an armor bikini, too. <laughs> Which is surprising <laughs> because that scene is Gen's interpretation of Iron yeah. Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I do like how Senku immediately pegs Gen. Is just like, hey, would you uh, get a vibe on that guy? Is just like, I don't know. I think he's just going to do what's best for him. So, um, yeah, (laughs) I'm fine with it. I always know where he stands. Oh, indeed. Senku doesn't really want to deal with Gen at all, quite frankly. But uh, he knows that at the very least, having Gen as a not enemy is going to be helpful for him. Uh, Like the alternative is uh, Tsubasa is going to be on his way and, you know, Kill him, actually, this time. And murder the heck out of him, because the village sure ain't going to give him protection. Uh, Senku uh, is like, of course you're going to uh, join my side, because I'm building a power plant. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I said what I said. (laughs) You're going to do a what now? (sighs) Look, we've got an iron rod. Now all we need is some magnets. Well, we've already got magnets, and we need like a big magnet. So really, we just need to get some copper, melt that down into a wire. Then we just need it. some lightning to strike in. <laughs> what beautiful timing. Get smelting. <laughs> no, wait, it's too soon. <laughs> I know we've uh, memed on the alacrity with which Senku completes his scientific advancements in, before, but this one, my God. <laughs> this one is almost more of a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, because as the storm is rolling in, they melt down the copper, make it into a wire, wrap it around the iron rod that they made, run up to the nearest bald-faced hill, and then uh, <laughs> we have Kohaku do a bayonetta sequence to take the golden spear and ram it into the ground as a lightning rod in order to uh, have the iron rod get blasted by the lightning bolt to become a super magnet. <laughs> We have to do this very quickly. Here, let me do a bunch of flips that would only slow me down. <laughs> look, look, Boichi un- follows the Tao of Hideki Kamiya and everything mu- that can be turned into a pole dance must be turned into a pole dance. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. Uh, meanwhile, whilst all of this is happening, uh, one of the villagers, they have to take one of the boards from the suspension bridge to make the uh, copper wire. And uh, he's that gets perceived as Senku attacking the village because he is technically damaging something that like the village owns fair so as uh scary villager number one he'll uh, become more of a character as time goes on and worse as time goes on as well again decides i want to see 
where this is going, so I'm going to stall him for you. Yes, we have the uh, the amazing sequence of Gen using his stage magic to make some flowers disappear, which spooks off the the big thuggish villagers. Excuse me, Sam. Those are illusions. Tricks are what a whore does for money. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Asagiri, whatever you say. Uh, with that, um, we're able to get a uh, particularly powerful magnet and that certainly uh, all of the uh, potential uh, creature comforts that come from electricity mm-hmm. tips it very, very definitively in favor of uh, we, Senku's side. We we get one of my favorite panels or perhaps my entire favorite page in the whole manga so far once they get the electricity, because, well, we have the thing of them creating the dynamo which involves recruiting the guard brothers to uh, spin the actual dynamo wheel. Because uh, they they might have electricity, but they still only have uh, so much available to them. Mm-hmm. We have and just enough for one thing. A light bulb. Oh, wait, I, I wanted to play Nintendo. Mm. Uh, we're, we're, we're working on it. Okay. But we have my favorite little sequence here in the, here in the manga, where Senku asks... Chrome if he's afraid of the dark and he's like I mean yeah you can't see in the dark but why do you ask in my day there was no darkness we eradicated darkness all over the world with old man Edison's incandescent bulb we conquered all 24 hours of the day oh that 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 spoke to be on an emotional level (laughs) yeah with the power of science humanity triumphed over the over the dark and for the first time in 3700 years we are shining out the light of science oh that 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 i that got me emotional it, i'm not gonna lie it did do they not have campfires it, it's an electric light i yeah I, I, the the emotional point is that it's an electric light yeah that because um there's only so much a campfire can do but a light bulb is a promise of you know the world today like you can't you can't build a modern a modern 24 hours awake city with uh with something as premature as gas lamps <laughs> you couldn't have some kind of giant city formed on the basis of gas lamps with some kind of lamp lighter going around in the morning what an insane fairy tale concept oh i've, I've described london crap <laughs> having a moment here matt yeah you're sort of missing, missing the point there <laughs> now nah, the, the point is melodrama <laughs> and we have this uh, delightful little flashback sequence where we learned about how young Senku uh, first learned about electromagnetism and how it's one of the four fundamental forces of the universe. <laughs> we see we see young Senku with his stack of books, not paying attention in basic math class to read this. Yeah, this is this is as close to an explanation as we get for why uh, Senku uh, retains everything. Apparently, he just read a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to the point where even his like teacher like completely ignored him. Teacher was just like, hey, guys, we got to talk about sex ed today. He's like, ew, gross. I don't want to know where babies <laughs> come from. I'm going to learn literally everything else. But but he says, I was reborn into this primeval world. And in a year and four days, I have produced electricity. I have conquered one of the four basic elements of the universe. And we get this battle. He's so happy. I love yes. it. Okay, yes. Zeus. Yeah. I, I am happy for Senku. It is a good message. I like it. But um, currently, 
They just have the power plant and they've got a filament glowing. But if they want light bulbs, they need a little something called glass. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, before we get to glass, we have to uh, we have to discover the fate of Ganasagiri's alliance. Uh, he gets stabbed by a spear. Oh, no. He gets jumped in the middle of the night. The crap kicked out of him and then stabbed in the heart. And like every time <laughs> Gen has to face the consequences of his actions, it doesn't take. <laughs> <laughs> because he actually stuffed all of his clothes with... <laughs> <laughs> with fake blood bags, which well, both in a stone world, I'm pretty sure they're real blood bags. Yeah, it's real blood. It's just not his. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. <laughs> uh, we're not going to talk about that. But yeah, he, he was summarily knocked unconscious. So mm-hmm. and he uh, in his stupor, he whispers something to Senku and Senku promises Uh, to fulfill that whispered wish. Uh, Gen disappears the next morning, and the rest of the villagers are like, we need to hunt him down. He could bring Sukasa here at any moment. Nah, don't worry about it. I've got him allied to the kingdom of science. How do you know? It just took one bottle of cola. Love it so much. (laughs) Can you make it, Senku? (laughs) One bottle of cola. I'm just saying there was a little bit of romantic tension I was picking up here. It was weird. (laughs) (laughs) Call him the bed next to him. The the best ship of all, Gen and a bottle of soda. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Probably one of the few things he loves. (laughs) (laughs) I like the implications of the the scene where it's like Gen was faking most of the time he was unconscious, but Senku, uh, knowing the type of person Gen is, the uh, the compulsive liar that he is, is like, I know you're faking it. What do I what do I need to pay you to be on my side? Cola done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wasn't Senku also nostalgic for Cola? So it's like it was going to happen anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was mm-hmm. going to do that anyway. Senku nostalgic for literally anything it's kind of absurd well he's kind of an absurd person he just kind of comes with the territory yes, right yeah, I, mm-hmm. that is true the the boy grilled e equals mc square into his shirt in like dramatic irony of with, with his own blood oh that's right yeah he, he bit his thumb to- and and drew it there he probably also burned it in afterward but that does seem more senku to like nah wait this is gross <laughs> actually, that, actually that was unsanitary here let me use some charcoal because that implies he's just got like a red slowly turning like gross brown equals mc squared <laughs> smeared on his shirt mm-hmm. but yeah now now we have to uh if uh if they want to be able to properly make medicine uh they're gonna have to do some pretty serious chemistry uh and Which for that glass for that they need glass this is also where we get another one of the most heartwarming things in this reading, which is uh, we learned that uh, the reason Suika keeps that uh, watermelon rind on her head is because her face isn't actually that ugly. She's just very nearsighted. So she squints all the time and she's embarrassed by it. And the watermelon rind both hides that. And her squinting face is not the best. <laughs> her squinty face is very ugly. She yes. turns into like a 90 year old woman. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> like circles around back to being kind of cute again. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, like the way Sharpays are cute. 
uh, we we have a you know, we learned that they call this the fuzzy eye disease. And Zenko's like, it's, it's not a disease. You're just nearsighted. That's so what that name means, you dumb idiot. <laughs> <laughs> don't sweat yeah, it, kid. It was really funny, though. The fact. I don't know. Um, where they kind of say like it isn't a it isn't a disease, it isn't a defect, and I'm just like, isn't it kind of though? No, that's a hundred percent on brand for Senku to split hairs. <laughs> like that's mm. not what it is. You're wrong. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you, I'm are, sh- you are technically wrong. It's not a disease. You can I, still live and pre procreate, no problem. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that second one works though. Senku doesn't know how that works. It's just <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the first thing that they uh that they make with their glass is uh glasses for uh Suica. Because this has to be a like early two thousands um like teenage movie of like, oh wait, Senku, you were pretty all along. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And uh, during all of this, we're also uh, getting uh, drip uh, drip fed uh, Kohaku's backstory. Uh, we find out that uh, we're we're going to have a tournament arc soon because mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess we need that now. Uh, scary villager number one. Uh, his name is actually Magma. Because <laughs> everyone in this village is extra as fuck. Every gemstones. Except what? for Magma. Yes. <laughs> Except for Magma, who is molten rock. But but he, he is a. He is a power hungry uh, jackass who wants to become the chief. And the way that they decide the chief in this village is uh, every generation, they hold a grand bout where everyone 14 and who everyone who is 14 and up and also single can get into this fighting tournament. And if you win, you get to marry the shamaness and become the next chief. I have this every year. They every have generation. generation. Okay. I thought it was just whenever the priestess, like when she is of age or something, because when that's usually the incentive, right? Which which would be roughly every generation. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Eh, potato, potato. No, you're technically wrong. So we're going <laughs> to argue semantics in this prehistoric <laughs> world. No, no, no. We're talking about Senku. He's not actually here. <laughs> But Magma, being the villain that he is, just loudly brags that uh, he plans to either let Ruri's dying to death disease finish her off or kill her himself so he can have all the power. And so Kahaku's like, I won't let you do that to my sister. So I'm going to enter this tournament and beat you. And then she did. But we we don't do Yuri incest in this village. So we got to hold another tournament. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how would this work? I, I mean, fair. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah, they, they basically are like problems with that. Yeah, yeah. They're basically it's uh, OK. We're going to we're going to do that again. We're going to do another grand bout because that one doesn't count. We're mulliganing this one. They didn't restart society in Alabama. So we're going <laughs> to, <laughs> you know, I'll, I know for a goddamn fact there are writers out there who would have just rolled with that. So, you know what? This manga has my respect for not. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Stone uh, winning the respect of the over manga cast. One good decision at a time. <laughs> Dr. Stone already having some problems with how a village of 40 people subsists on its own. Uh, oh, we're not we're not going to get into that one because the manga <laughs> certainly is. Um, um, politics. Everything's politics. Look, we don't have time. To- we don't have time to discuss genetic bottlenecking. <laughs> okay, that's the least Look, of your problems here. My God. There's a lot of people in this village with recessive genes. <laughs> we, 
Anyway, uh, <laughs> we need to get re- we need to get ready for the tournament. Yes, hey, you guys want to know what near eyesightedness is a symptom of? Anyway, we're getting ready for the tournament. <laughs> yeah, and it's also revealed uh, that nearsightedness is not only thick- afflicting Suica. Multiple uh, people in this village have problems <laughs> that could come from. Never mind. We're not going to go into it. <laughs> yeah, because um, we we end up making glass, which gets turned into glasses for Suica. We have this very heartwarming panel of. Uh, well, well, we need to keep her unique character design, so we just kind of uh, put the glasses lenses into the watermelon rind and then plop it back on her head. Then they get into the art of glass blowing, which unfortunately is a very dexterous task. And Senku already traded away his player that had like max dexterity <laughs> used as a spy. Which not a good plan, Senku. Don't worry. This village has a very old man who seems to be the only one in the village with this skill of being able to craft literally anything. Yes, yes, this old man with craft 100, who is also buff because, of course, that was that, that was the, oh my god, that was so funny. <laughs> it was extremely funny because Chrome kidnaps him, ties him up, brings him outside. It's like, why, Ayana? Well, you wouldn't come along willingly, so you kidnapped me? Yes. <laughs> I just love uh, Kuski. He is an old man who has been working with his hands for his entire life that he has muscle memory in there and can just do anything with like insane dexterity and fine control and everything. And they use this to allow him to do anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anything he, artisan-y. Anything that's just like, hey, we need something that can only use like fine muscle control to do. And like normally you get really good at doing a specific thing, doing it over and over again. He's just good at doing everything because he just let it's like how you can get really good at blacksmithing in Skyrim by making two billion daggers. Yeah. Mm hmm. Oh, and yeah. now you can smith. Uh, now you can smith bows. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, he uh, put it in the fire. <sighs> Done. <laughs> I do like the way that he is recruited because they just they're just, they just be really bad at glass blowing in front of him. And he's like, I can obviously see how this works. Just untie me so I can do it. <laughs> and uh, Which, that's, you know, that's what? when we get that's when we get the reveal of him being hilariously buff. And that was the point where it's like because it's like he's he's the he's a not hot caricature. And then it's like, uh, let me give it a try. And he's like rippling with muscle and veins and. <laughs> Oh, you <laughs> thought I wasn't buff? That's only my weak form. I show off to people. Ugh. This is my true form. It's gold for some reason. Yes. <laughs> and it's very uh, impressive. And with that, they're able to uh, uh, able to make glassware, which mm-hmm. is crucial for any form of chemistry. <laughs> yep. Because before yep. we were just ignoring purity. We'll continue ignoring purity. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but this is the justification for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. there, there's the excuse given is that uh, a lot of the chemicals that they're working with would melt through uh, ceramics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We also learned that Kinro is uh, nearsighted, but his warrior honor refuses him to accept this strange magical augmentation of glass. I I will not dishonor myself with this with this sorcery. It's like Kimro, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that, that's long been since been established. Mm-hmm. 
But you know what? Uh, you know what we really need in order to uh, get this chemistry cooking? We need some acid. Any kind of acid? Like juice? No, no. Sulfuric acid. <laughs> oh, that sounds really rare. Like you'd have to dig into a deep mine or find it in like a pocket. Like that, that, that doesn't just exist anywhere, right? Well, we actually found this magical green lake. <laughs> oh, OK. Is that set up at all? Uh, volcanoes? Okay. I was going to say, <laughs> technically, yes, but in practice, absolutely not. No, because <laughs> um, how does this um, work? Volcanoes? Because uh, strictly speaking, the uh, the uh, hot spring that the uh, that the uh, water that uh, Kohaku was getting uh, is supposed to uh, set up its existence. But as it turns out, it's a five minute walk away. How about that? The fact that. All of these places are within walking distance of like half a day is insane. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Huh. A silica mine. Huh. And a river full of iron sand. Huh. A big pool of sulfuric acid. <laughs> they do oh. treat the uh, the sulfuric acid with a lot of reverence uh, of its danger. They anthropomorphize it really well as a beautiful woman who lures people in because it looks like water on the surface, but then birds fall in and then die immediately. And melt. Because <laughs> they f- they fly into the toxic gases wafting off of it. And the beautiful fairy, uh, the flesh sloughs off into this terrible skeleton. Like, <laughs> the angel of death. Oh. And then Senku never makes mistakes, so he built perfect gas masks uh, and immediately but, tests them with himself <laughs> in chrome. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Literally no, no flaw here. There is, there is a whole thing where Senku doesn't want chrome joining him because <laughs> of that exact thing, but we have a whole chapter about how uh, the power of friendship is going to uh, keep these gas masks from failing. Yep. Yes. I believe in it. But, yeah, uh, Senku wants Chrome to stay behind because we need at least one bright scientific mind to stay alive if one of us fails in this incredibly dangerous mission. And Chrome's just like, dude, we're in a shonen manga. I'm not letting you go alone. <laughs> oh, Senku's right. like, Senku's like, damn it, you're right. Oh. Wait, but now that we two bros are going in. Uh, th- this is perfect. I'm going to warn Senku when a when a bubble from the acid starts melting his uh, his tube. But oh no, I was running in to warn him about this, and I slip and start falling into the pool of acid. I don't understand how the geometry of this scene works. I'm not gonna lie. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> And meanwhile, Ginro is being a little piss baby because he's like. I'm too scared to go after the I'm too scared to go after them. This is terrifying. Nah. And old man McCrafts a lot is just like, have you ever considered not being a little piss baby and facing your fears? No. Well, but I made I it. Never will. Well, I accidentally made another gas mask. Shame no one's gonna use it. Final, go be a hero. <laughs> Yeah, this is a this is another case where they uh, like like granted the gas masks have to work because if they don't, then like the characters die. And that's been established that that's not going to happen. If all three of them walked in and immediately died, I would never stop applauding this manga. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but uh, it, they they do again have a bit of uh, you know establishing that uh, at least from a narrative uh, perspective, if not like a literal in universe perspective, because that is two separate things. Uh, they establish uh, Senku not being just the perfect character who the script says is always right uh, in a more uh, like roundabout way, in that uh, it like acknowledges like that. He's like he's he's faking being calm. He's absolutely fucking terrified, but he has to do this thing. So the fear doesn't help. He ignores it. Mm-hmm. What if he just put a glass container on a really long stick? <laughs> that wouldn't be dramatic. OK, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with with uh, Ginro's her- uh, heroism, we we avoid the extremely gruesome death of Chrome. Which I was very scared of happening. <laughs> he is narratively expendable, as it turns out. But yeah. is, this is not that kind of story. Mm-hmm. And now that we have sulfuric acid, we speed run through making a whole bunch of other acids. Oh, so this many is- that Senku is just like, this would kill you. This would kill you painfully. <laughs> <laughs> this would kill you agonizingly. <laughs> is this one is this one going to kill you? No, it just makes you go blind. And you're going to make my sister drink that? No, we got to make it a compound first, but we need ammonia. How do we get that? Piss us in a bottle. You're going to make my sister drink that? <laughs> <laughs> and um you know, as speedrunny as this is, uh this is actually I, I really like this bit where um this is like all the fruits of all their other efforts coming together where they are able to like, you know, they can use the, the bellows they created for, you know, this, that, and the other thing, you know, they've already, uh, uh, like made a bunch of different kinds of glassware. Uh, uh, one of them is, uh, the best example of, uh, old man has a hundred skill and craft and can make whatever the hell you want. (laughs) They get quite far in their, uh, in their acid trip. (laughs) (laughs) But unfortunately, the next grand bout has begun. And as a group of them are over 14, they all enter because they're more likely to win because they need one thing to complete the medicine. And that's booze. And just so luckily, the winner of the tournament, who not only gets to marry Rory, gets a whole bunch of wine, presumably as a wedding present. It's a win, win, win. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They they gonna get crunk. (laughs) (laughs) So wait a minute. None of us are strong enough to defeat magma. How are we going to do this? Well, you see, we're all going to enter and start throwing matches. So Kinra reaches the finals without expending any energy. And if any of us get magma, we just hit him in the nuts. (laughs) So you're so you're match fixing. Yes. Isn't that cheating? I don't care. (laughs) Why do you at what point did I? Did you ever get the idea that I was honorable? Come on, join the dark side. <laughs> okay, if it means saving my sister. <laughs> and then there's Keenro. Horribly yeah. outvoted. <laughs> Poor Keenro. He's a noble man. Kohaku, mm-hmm. I, I want you to know, this isn't even about saving your sister. I would cheat in this tournament just normally. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alrighty. So... So now we just have to hope that our uh, drawing of lots means that we're going to uh, have our cheating work. And the first match, Kinro versus Magma. God damn it. (laughs) Uh, Funnily enough, also Kohaku versus Senku. I can't wait for her to beat his ass. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Oh, but uh, that's the end of our reading for this week. So, mm-hmm. as always with the Shonen, uh, let's go around. Uh, what's your favorite character? <laughs> Sam, why don't you start us? Uh, Chrome, my boy. I love Chrome. <laughs> that's he, a good he pick. He deserves only good things because he is a good boy and I love him. Okay. Good, short, short, succinct. I like it. Jacob, favorite character? Uh, I'm not going to be short and succinct because I'm not sure which of the three. Uh, it's either uh, Kohaku, Chrome, or uh, Senku because they all had some really, really strong moments. I really like Kohaku. I think I'm going to go with Kohaku. It definitely isn't the fact that, you know, cute girl. That definitely didn't give her the extra points that... Uh, Pushed yeah. her over the top. Yeah, yeah, blonde anime heroine definitely isn't. Yeah, a, a yeah, that that uh, has nothing to do with it. Okay, uh, Jay, favorite character. Oh, this is a hard one for me too. Um, I got to give it up for Kohaku though. He's too wholesome, and I wish him the best. Kohaku? Uh, no. Um, get uh, <laughs> Chrome. Sorry, Kohaku <laughs> was who I was conflicted with because she is my favorite character. I, I also get confused because Kohaku is the annoying ninja from yeah. Naruto. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and Matt here. Uh, my favorite character, Gen. Gen's the best. Everyone else is wrong for not picking Gen. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> so, if we're going well, that way... Uh, Gen is also a very strong pick. Yeah. Yes. I, I picked Gen for the wrong reasons, okay? <laughs> I don't think there are good reasons for picking Gen. <laughs> Uh, that's a fair assessment okay um and then i guess go around if uh, anyone has any thoughts on where the plot's going uh so i did hear from some friends who have also read more of dr stone that uh we have already talked about how speed runny this is apparently uh we start hitting some glitches for any percent world record on the space race because at some point the monk could realize if we actually just keep at the pace that we're going in order to get Senku to space, we're going to be odaing this shit. We're going to be in one piece territory and going for 20 years. We need to just hustle. So I expect some hustle. Um, that is to be expected, though. What I really want to know is uh, the origin of the of the primeval village. I suspect that um, we're going to learn more about uh, we're going to find some strange connection between Senku and uh, the surely revivified human that uh, that is like the origin of this village. Probably they're probably directly connected to him from the previous life in some way. And uh, because that's just implied by what Rory says at the end of our reading. So, yeah. yeah. I'm curious to find out more. Probably going to be like a teacher or something. Someone who would be familiar with Senku's genius in that respect. Yeah, that's that's my take. Also, absolutely. Yes, I would continue reading. (laughs) Yeah. um. Uh, I think for me, it's probably about the same. I'm, I'm most curious about like the things, the the culture that the village preserved um, cause like, granted it's, it's a sight gag panel, you know, someone imagining thing, but, uh, you know, uh, Momotaro is, is, uh, the main character of Fist of the North Star. Uh, you know, it, it sort of makes me wonder about, um, you know, like how the traditions have survived. 
and I don't know that there there's sort of a feel to me and I could be completely off base here, but there's sort of feel to me that there's someone who's been like revived from stone. Who's like still there. Like, like maybe it's like someone got like partially unpetrified and is like in like, like can like talk a little bit, but like uh, is otherwise like trapped in stone underneath the, the chief's house or something like that as, as some sort of like, deific figure because uh, like it uh the um uh the stories seem a little uh like granted they've drifted with time but they seem a little bit close like <laughs> what we've seen about the momotaro thing is it's it's basically just a buffer version of the same story um so honestly i i would continue reading absolutely i don't have any immediate thoughts. I assume that the plot continues forward. Um, I have thoughts about ships, but that's only because that's where my brain immediately goes. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Okay, cool. And uh, for me, I obviously don't have any choice. I already read this. Um, (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, Jacob, would you continue reading? (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I realized I didn't mention, of course I'd continue reading. A lot of these characters are, I mean, like, a lot of these characters are either characters I love or characters I aspire to be like. So, yeah, no, this almost feels like it was purpose built for me. Don't be a Senku. Don't be a Senku. I want to, though. No. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, as always, we appreciate uh, any interaction from you guys. If you can reach out to us uh, over Moncast, Twitter, Facebook, whatever other things exist uh <laughs> reviews in any and all form appreciated go ahead itunes drop us a five star why not you like us uh, we also take recommendations uh over mangacast.com there's a little comment section there or you can go ahead and send us an email uh over at gmail.com uh we're also on youtube where you can like comment and subscribe uh the episodes are on a two-week delay but that's a good place to uh catch up on our backlog and make sure to tune in next week where we're continuing more hot people stories, I guess. Uh, Oshinoko, chapters 21 through 40. Uh, all I know is hot people stories because I can't guess what this manga is going to do next. <laughs> I can only assume it's going to shift genres twice. At least. We'll see you all next Thursday. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.